son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. But the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. Understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. And then the word of the Lord this morning, today, continuing on our look here at the book of Proverbs, and today we kind of go along with what we shared last week when we talked about the idea of discipline, but today we want to talk about the idea of guidance and the fact that there is guidance for our lives, wisdom for our lives, if only we will heed and pay attention to those who would dare to show us the right way to go. We looked a couple weeks ago here at the opening seven verses of Proverbs and we see why this book is written, why these Proverbs are given. We're told in verses 2 and 4, Again, that the reason for the writing down of these Proverbs is to know wisdom and instruction. It's to understand words of insight. It's to receive instruction and wise dealing and righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. That's why these sayings are written down. Again, these are not commands or promises that if you read it, this is for sure going to happen in your life or whatever. But they are wise sayings, obviously proverbial sayings that that are generally true throughout this world. When we listen to these words, when we heed them, and of course they're very short, memorable sayings that we can take, and if we will heed these in our lives, Lives will be ordered the way that God intends us to live. So that's why they're given to know, again, wisdom, instruction, to give instruction, to give prudence, knowledge, discretion to our lives. And last week I mentioned verse 7 presents a dichotomy, a polarity between two types of people. The wise one who fears the Lord and as a result, gains knowledge. If you really want to have wisdom in your life, it has to begin with a reverence and a fear of God, understanding how great and awesome our God is. However, the foolish one rejects that wisdom, refuses to listen to instruction. He refuses to hear what anyone would say to him. He decides that he knows better that he does not need to hurry heed 
the voice, the Word of God in His life. And so we see this laid out as an introduction to the chapter and, then, and really the book, I guess. And then we're told these words in verse 8, Hear, my son, hear your father's instruction. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. The book of Proverbs is written in a style of a king writing to his son, giving him instruction, wisdom, and guidance in life. This does not mean that if you're not a descendant of King Charles or whatever king else is out there in this world, that you should not heed these words because they're applicable to all of us. Here he says again in verse 8, Hear, my son, your, your father's instruction and don't forsake them. Why? Because if you will listen to those words, it will be a graceful garland for your head. They will be pendants for your neck. What is he saying? He's saying that hearing the words of instruction and guidance are like beautiful jewelry, beautiful adornments, beautiful uh, uh, accessories, I guess is the word we use, that we put on our life. And they top it off and they make our life beautiful. To the Israelite, there was no sign or badge of joy or glory that is higher in worth than a garland worn around the head, the gold chain worn around the neck, worn by the kings and, and the favorites of kings. Writer of Proverbs tells us that if we would listen to these words, they become a, a graceful adornment to our life, a beautiful accessory to us. But again, is the focus merely on children, on young people, reminding them to obey their parents. Although that is certainly appropriate, I don't know that we should just take this verse and say, well, it doesn't really apply to me. This is only for children. I think the point of the verse is this, when a person listens and heeds good guidance in their life, their life is made beautiful. Just as you would put on your finest clothes, you would top it off with a beautiful hat or a necklace. At least if you're going to the Kentucky Derby, or again, if you're British, I guess we don't wear hats much around here anymore, except for those reasons. But if you would take your fine outfit and top it off with a, a beautiful hat or, or a, a fine necklace, a wonderful piece of jewelry, a bracelet, so it is with a life that heeds good guidance that is given to it. You see in that person a beauty, a dignity. You find in that person a grace, one that is not found who insists on walking their own path in life. My question for you this morning is this. Do you, are you listening to the guidance of others as you progress the path of life? Whether or not you're 12 and just entering your teenage years or whether or not 
You're in your ninth or tenth decade in life. Are you, are you listening to those who would speak into your life, give you wisdom and guidance? Are you merely listening to yourself? Insisting on doing things your own way and showing by the results of your stubborn actions mistakes and missteps that you make by failing to listen to those who would speak words of wisdom and guidance to your life. My challenge, again, is to challenge you to listen that there are people in your life, if you will only invite them in, that want to speak to you, that want what is best for you, that want what is well for your life, and to listen to them is to follow a path of beauty in order to fail to listen, to show yourself honestly a foolish person, bound and destined to make bad choices and bad decisions in your life. That's the challenge. And so as we begin, we, we first point out that there is, there is a folly in failing to listen to guidance. There is a folly when we, when we fail to listen to sound guidance. Now, we realize that guidance of others in our life is not infallible. Hey, perhaps you've been in a situation where you have taken your card to the mechanic and the mechanic says, oh yeah, here's the problem. It's going to cost you X amount of thousands of dollars. And after you picked yourself up off the floor, you thought, I can buy a new car for that price. <laughs> Maybe I'll go somewhere else. And you go to the second guy and he says, oh, no, we can fix this for about $25. And you're like, thank you, Jesus. We've had doctors tell us one thing, only to go and get a second opinion. And they, they say something totally different. We realize that guidance in our lives is not always infallible. And yet we also know simply doing things our own way, simply going our own path in life is often the road to destruction. And this is what Proverbs teaches us. Consider, first of all, that not listening to guidance is a, is a sign, really, of a deeper issue. It's a sign of a, of a deeper issue in our lives. Say, oh, I don't need anybody's wisdom. I know what I'm doing. I, I know how to handle this. And, and maybe you do. Maybe you don't need to hear from somebody else. But maybe there is a deeper issue in your heart. You are to be honest as being exposed by your failure. To listen, look at Proverbs 18, verse 1. Whoever, whoever isolates himself does it for a reason. It's not because he's naturally introverted. It's not because he likes being alone. When we intentionally isolate ourselves, we are told we do it for a reason, and that is to seek our own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Verse 2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Do you, do you hear those words? 
Whoever isolates himself, seeks his own desire. Whoever thinks, I don't need anyone. I don't need advice. I can do this on my own. A lot of times the real reason for their actions is because they want what they want. They want to hear what they want to hear. Their mind is already made up and they are not going to listen to you. And the only reason they're talking to you is to be polite. But but you can say what you want to. I am going to do what I want to do. I want to believe what I want to believe and I don't want you to bother me. Bother me with the facts of the reality of the situation. The result, he breaks out against all sound judgment, sound wisdom, sound guidance. If you would, people who say, look, this is what you need to do. He stands alone when everyone else is pointing to him to go the right way. And he acts as if he is the only one that knows what he is doing. Sometimes that's right. We watch just this. Last night, as a matter of fact, a movie devotion. Story of the first African-American naval aviator officer. And it was fascinating to watch that story. A man who was enlisted right after World War II and lost his life in Korea. To see him take the stand that he had to take. To point out to our government and to people around that just because he was black did not mean he was incapable of flying. Sometimes you have to take that stand. One man at times has stood against everyone else and and history is filled with examples of those who have done so. Of course, history is also filled with examples of those who thought they knew what was best. They thought they could do it on their own and they wound up in utter failure. They wound up in utter mess and utter making a, a total mess of their life, of their situation. Why? Because they wanted what they wanted and they were not going to listen. That's why, if I can say as an aside, you need to be wary. You need to be wary of those who run around and say they have some new revelation, some new word from God. I'll just say it plainly, they don't. God's Word is fixed. God's Word is settled. The motivation of those who push themselves away from the church. You know, I several years ago met with someone who actually attended this church. And they began to tell me their story of how they attended this church in its early days. And from there, they moved on to four or five different other churches. And when I talked to them, and again, this was several years ago, they told us how they were doing kind of their own church in their home. Maybe our church wasn't perfect. Maybe the other churches wasn't perfect. I dare say they weren't not preaching the Word of God. I dare say it's probably probably the individual. Individual who finds fault with every church in the area. So they're going to do it on their own. People again who don't have a, a ministry and that they walk around and of course nowadays with the internet it's it's pretty much anyone. 
can do this. And they say, oh, I have some new word from God. And, and probably need to follow their path because what are they doing with their new word from God? They'll give it to you for a love offering of $25. Making a quick buck off of people's gullibility. May God's word is fixed in the heavens. If it's not contained within the pages of this book, you probably don't need to heed it. But why do people do that? Why do they go and they start their own thing? It's usually because they don't want to listen. Notice verse 2, a fool doesn't want to understand. He only wants to express his opinion. Have you ever watched cable news lately? Oh, we got so-and-so on. And what are they doing? They're talking to each other and yelling at each other. They only want to hear their opinion. Sums up our cable news debate. It really sums up our whole political discourse. Nobody listens to each other and says, hey, your point is valid. Maybe I should reconsider my position. All they do is state what they want to state, and they never listen. The sign of a deeper issue. A sign that we want our own evil desires, own pride and selfish ambition, getting in the way of heeding guidance, of learning wisdom. It is a revelation if you are not willing to listen to someone in your life who is trying to help you and to speak good things to your life. Maybe you need to search your heart. It's not just that's a deeper issue. Notice not listening to guidance often leads often leads to destruction, doesn't it? It leads to destruction. It's an issue of pride and arrogance. Leads one to ignore wise counsel and guidance. It is also the road to destruction. It's the road to ruining and reckoning our, wrecking our lives. Proverbs 13, whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself. But he who reveres the commandments. The idea of the Word here is not necessarily the Word of God, even though it's applicable. It's a Word. Whoever despises a Word, whoever despises instruction, counsel, guidance that is given to an individual, when someone shares words of wisdom, words of counsel, and those words are ignored, they are looked down upon, guess what's going to happen to your life? Again, you go to a mechanic and yeah, I realize at times they, they charge us, they give us an outrageous bill. I remember there when I was in Kansas City and in Missouri, the state of Missouri, there was a inspection much like they have here and we would go to a shop that was by the place where we worked and it was amazing. Every time you went, it was 500 bucks. We realized there was a shop right down the road that he'd go and he's like, hey, yeah, you got a light bulb out. I changed it. Here's your inspection stickers. $25. Again, we, we know that there are people that do that. We know that that happens. And if you're a mechanic here, my apologies. I'm not just picking on you. <laughs> but you also know that when you're driving down the road, 
Your brakes are squealing. Your stopping capacity is not what it used to be. And you sit there and say, I don't need new brakes. I know what's going on. I'll just go a little bit slower. You know what is going to happen. You're going to hit that patch of ice. You're going to hit that downhill slope. Destruction is going to come. This is the picture, this is the meaning of the proverb, an ignoring of word of instruction, ignoring of a word of counsel is a path to ruination. It is a path to destruction. And by the way, it is not just to yourself. Yes, that might be true. But also that destruction may affect many others. Proverbs eleven fourteen: where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. What is he saying in this proverb? It's a picture of a king who decides for whatever reason they want to wage war. It does not, or at least should not, just give the orders to his generals to fire away. Yes, their job is to obey the, com- the command of the king. And yet, before he does that, he needs to sit down and plan a strategy. Do we have enough men? Do we have enough firepower? What is the best way to attack? Why does he do that? Because he knows that if he doesn't plan well, his country will be devastated. Sometimes beyond repair. You know, I was reading a website Detailed some of Hitler's biggest mistakes in World War II. And of course, most of them talk about the biggest mistake was declaring war on the United States, even though December 8th of 1941, we had only declared war on Japan, but Hitler preemptively declared war on us. And I guess that was all she wrote or whatever, but big mistake he made was when he was attempting to take over Russia. It was moving in Russia and, and yet he failed to capture and attack Moscow like he should have. This website said this, losing Moscow in 1940 would have been catastrophic to the Soviet Union's cause. Instead of moving on Moscow like he would have in 1940, he shifted German strategic emphasis. Rather than send his forces on to Moscow at the end of August, Hitler ordered General Heinz Guderian, I probably should have learned these names before I started this, to take his second Panzer Army South to assist the slow-moving army group South. Why did he go south? Because he he wanted the natural resources of the Ukraine and the oil of the Caucasus, both of which Hitler saw vital to his efforts. But when his generals persisted in protesting this shift in strategy, Hitler exclaimed, my generals know nothing of economics. Reluctantly, Guderian took his panzer south, netting 600,000 prisoners in the Kiev pocket. It was a great victory, but it ultimately cost Hitler dearly because he decided October 2nd to move again on Moscow in what they called Operation Typhoon. Yet during that time, they had lost a precious month the combination of Russian resistance, German overextension, 
and abysmal weather stalled the offensive. In late November, the operation was called off and he was less than 20 miles away from Moscow. The Russians were able to regroup and being used to the nasty weather were able to drive the Germans out. But again, did you, did you hear those words? My generals don't know anything of economics. I don't need to listen to them. Yes, it is true that you need economics when you wage war, but you also need military firepower. You need the counsel of others. And that's why this proverb again says, when a person fails to listen, if you as a husband, as a father, as a wife, mother, as a leader in your job, in your business, fail to listen to guidance and counsel from others, it may not just be you, it may be your children, your spouse, the workers that are dependent on you. What are they to do when you close up because you're bankrupt because the lack of wisdom in your life? Again, you may not have nefarious plans to take over the world and exterminate a race of peoples like Hitler did, but the fact is all of us have situations we're facing in life. And my question again, are you listening to others or are you on a path that is leading to destruction? So yes, the book of Proverbs is clear about the dangers of failing to listen to sound guidance, but it also gives us my second point this morning, the wisdom. The wisdom of listening to sound guidance. Obviously, we know if failing to listen leads to destruction and chaos, we also know the one who hears the words of sound guidance will come to a much different outcome. What are these outcomes? First of all, listening to guidance sets the future, the future trajectory of our lives. Who you listen to now, today, will wind up affecting where you go tomorrow. What you do today and who you listen to today winds up affecting how your life ends up tomorrow. Now, granted, there are a lot of people who like to listen to a lot of sound guidance. They talk about what they're going to do and they never do it. The book of Proverbs has a name for you. Someday we may talk about it here Upcoming weeks, it's called a sluggard. Eventually, you have to get up and you have to do what you're told. But, but doing the right things, listening to sound guidance, comes from good counsel. Look at Proverbs 19, verse 20. Listen. Listen to advice. Accept instruction. Why? So that you might gain wisdom in the future. Listen to advice. Listen to counsel. Listen to guidance. Why? Because your future depends on it. Again, what you do today, who you listen to today, is ultimately going to affect where you wind up tomorrow. In fact, listen to the words of Solomon as he, as he instructs his son to stay away from adulterous women. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 7, And now listen to me. 
or sorry, now, O sons, listen to me. Don't depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. Don't go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Getting yourself involved in women, wicked, adulterous women, by giving over to your sexual passions outside of God's plan. You wind up giving your honor to others, your years to the merciless. Verse 10, let strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and body are consumed. And you say, how I hated discipline. A heart despised reproof. Did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. What is he saying there? He's saying, look, young man, you go down that path. One day you're going to wake up and realize my life is ruined. Why? Because you failed to listen to my words of wisdom. How much better if you heed and you hear these words. Have you ever come and said, I wish I would have listened? And I remember when we first moved into the area. We were all excited. We were three or four hours away from Washington, D.C. And we were going to learn about our great country. So I think it was a Friday night, maybe a Thursday night. I don't remember. We had taken a long weekend vacation. We got in our car and we drove down 22. We drove through the express lane of the turnpike, not realizing that that cost us 50 bucks because we didn't have an easy pass. We got on 476 and we went south and we made it all the way to the toll plaza, mid-county toll plaza. And there we sat for over an hour trying to get through Philadelphia traffic. And then we went to Baltimore in the same way, and finally we got to the Beltway in D.C., and it was a Friday night, and for whatever reason, it was still crazy busy. So we came back and we shared our sad story, and More than one of you told us, why'd you go that way? Go out towards Harrisburg. Go down 81 and go that way. And we have done that ever since. We have wanted to go south along 95 or wherever. We have never taken that path ever again. So if that was you that told us that, thank you so much. You saved probably years of our life. (laughs) Who knows? You see, that, that's, that's a, a silly example, but, but really it's, it's the path of wisdom, isn't it? That's what it means to heed good guidance. Understand that a two-hour drive east and, or west and then south makes life a whole lot easier. And here in July, we're going to meet my family down in Tennessee and we're going to go that way and we're going to avoid... 95 like the plague, and if you guys want to go there, and we went to Florida some years ago, we avoided it. That sound wisdom changed the course, the trajectory of our lives. 
How many of us have made our lives better by simply listening to someone who said, you know, there is a better way to live. There's a better way to do things. There's a better way to go in life. How many times have I been told, you're in charge of dinner, make sure you get home and cook it. And there I am over the stove calling somebody up while she's out trying to enjoy the time away from us. I say, how do you do this? There's a reason because one time I tried to do it on myself and I, instead of winding up with fettuccine noodles, wound up with wet, soggy slop. Our sons have not forgiven me from. It's ironic that we're talking about wisdom from Solomon, especially when we consider what happened to his son. Rehoboam was the successor to the throne of Solomon. Jeroboam had been exiled by Solomon. He found out that Solomon was dead. He came back to Jerusalem and he told Rehoboam, your father has been too harsh. He has taxed us too much. He has enslaved us way too much. King Rehoboam went to Solomon's counselors and he said, what do you think? They said, yes, you're He's right. He's right. Solomon was way too harsh on her, on the people of Israel. But here's what we read, or what we read, I should say, in 1 Kings 12. That he, being Rehoboam, abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him. He took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. And he said to them, What do you advise that we answer this people who have said to us, Lighten the yoke that our father put on us. So again, Rehoboam has the chance to listen to Solomon's counselors who are saying, yes, Solomon was way too harsh on the people. Instead, he goes to his buddies that he used to hang out with and play video games with. And they go to him and they say, oh, don't listen. Make their life even harder. Make them wish that Solomon was back. Make them wish that they, they only want Solomon to come back. Some old billboards of ex-presidents, you know, look up and say, do you miss me yet? That's the way they're going to be. What happens? What happens when we do that? Or when Rehoboam did that? First Kings 12, verse 20, when all Israel heard, heard that Jeroboam returned, they sinned, they called him to the assembly. They made him king over Israel. And there was none that followed the house of David, read Rehoboam, but the tribe of Judah only. In other words, this is where the kingdom is split in two. Why? Because... Rehoboam failed to listen. And the future of the Israelite kingdom all throughout the book of Kings is a story of a kingdom divided. The future trajectory of the nation of Israel. And so again, you think, well, what does it matter today? What I'm still young. What, what does it matter your future depends on the wisdom you get from someone else. The guidance that you 
must listen to. So it not only sets a future directory, but secondly, listening to guidance leads leads to success. It leads to success in life, doesn't it? Spend some time talking about a king making war. So let's continue that train of thought. Look at Proverbs 25, verses 5 and 6. A wise man is full of strength. A man of knowledge enhances his might, for by wise guidance you can wage your war. Abundance of counselors, there is safety. Notice those words of progression. You, you have to be strong to win a war. So a man who is wise strengthens himself. Wise because by wise guidance is how you wage your war. You win in an abundance of counselors. Go back to my story about Adolf Hitler. You need generals. Generals who are not afraid to kill people and break things. You need economists. People who understand how to fund a war. You need all of these things. And in this wisdom, writer says you find victory. We could go on. Proverbs 13, verse 18. Poverty and disgrace comes to him. Ignores instruction. Whoever heeds reproof is honored. Poverty and, and disgrace comes. The boss tells you this is what you need to do and you don't do it. Guess what he's going to tell you? We don't need you anymore. Don't call us, we'll call you. Proverbs 15 verse 22, Without counsel plans fail, but with many advisors they succeed. Proverbs 10 verse 17, Whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life, but whoever rejects reproof. Leads others astray. You see, there's folly in failing to listen to counsel, but there's wisdom and success in following it. So we finish with this question: Where do we find, where do we find good counsel? Where do we find good counsel? We know we need wisdom and counsel in our lives. So where do where do I find it? Well, let's go back and let's look at Proverbs 1, verse 8 again. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Forsake not your mother's teaching. The parents are our first source of wisdom and counsel, aren't they? Of course, you're here, and many of you, your parents aren't here with you anymore. You wish they were. You wish they could listen to their guidance. But if I could dare expand on this verse, I would say that there are any number of authority figures in our lives given to us so that we might learn wisdom and counsel. Bosses, teachers, elders, people who have been down the road a little bit farther, people who know a little bit better, they are given to us for a very specific reason so that we might learn and grow by them. Yes, I'll add the caveat. These people should counsel from the wisdom of God. My sons go to secular colleges and their professors are teaching what is contrary to the Word of God. I hope they disregard it. I don't care how many degrees they have behind their name. 
they'll stand and say, yeah, you can say that all you want to, but this is what the truth of God's Word says. But who are those in your life that know better? Who are those that can give you wisdom? What is the problem that you're running up against and, and you're sitting there thinking, I need someone to help me. Show me the right way to go. Obviously, authority figures in our life are good sources. Counsel, how about good godly friends? Good godly friends. Proverbs 27 verse 9, oil and perfume make the heart glad. The sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. What makes a good friend a good friend? Well, it's because he's got lots of money and I can mooch off him like the prodigal son, right? Yeah, that works until you run out of money. And all of a sudden your friends are gone. No good counsel comes from someone. Someone who's willing to tell you the truth. Someone who's willing to look you in the eye and say this. This is what you need to do. This is the path you need to walk on. This is the way you need to go. And that's why we, we need the fellowship of the local churches because it is here that we can encourage and help each other and we can point to each other and say, you know, there is a better way and hopefully you're doing it not with ill intent, but rather the goodness of their hearts. You sit there and you say, I am so glad I listened. Makes a good friend is not his ability to party or have fun with, but the ability to provide good, solid counsel. Good leaders, good godly friends, most of all, of course, counsel of the Lord. Counsel of the Lord. Proverbs 19, many are the plans in the mind of a man. But it is the purpose, it is the counsel of the Lord that will stand. And everything else fades and falls away as we trust in the plans of God, the wisdom of God. And that's why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 will end with this. It says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Knowledge Him. He will make straight your paths. I don't always understand the counsel and ways of God. I don't understand why God would tell me to forgive when I, everything in me says we need to strike with vengeance. I don't know why God would say to pray. Everything in us says, let's act, let's do something. But I do know this. God's ways are always good. God's way is always right. And I can't find counsel and wisdom from anyone else. I know that I can trust God. I know that I can lean upon Him at all times. And so I ask you this, are you facing problems in your life? Are you facing a situation that you're not sure what to do about? Have you asked for help? Have you tried to, to look for help? Have you tried to look for guidance and wisdom? Second question is, are you doing 
Are you doing what they tell you to? Are you, are you heeding the wisdom that's being given to you? If so, you'll find your life going a lot easier path. And then I ask you this final question. Have you, have you looked for the wisdom of God in your life? You understand that God is a good and loving Father. So we talked about last week on Father's Day, the one who will never fail and lead you. Are you looking to Him and understanding that all His ways are good? Do so. Let Him guide you on the right path. Amen. Let's pray this morning, shall we? Lord, I don't know who's looking for wisdom. I don't know who's here this morning that's desiring advice and guidance on how to handle a situation in their life. But I know that you do. Lord, I pray that you would set in their direction and their path those who would lead and guide them the right way. Lord, I pray that we would be open to listen. Lord, I know at times it's, it's so easy to say, no, I know what I'm doing. No, I've got this all figured out in my mind. And Lord, I know for myself, I sit there time and again and say, yeah, probably should have listened to you. I should have listened to someone else. Lord, help us to follow the leading and guidance of others in our life. Lord, I pray that you would use us as a church to be able to lead and guide those even here this morning, brothers and sisters. Lord, that we'd look and seek out their best, that we would be that friend who can offer sweet counsel and guidance to them. Lord, help us to be uh, people that ones can look to and say, Those are, that's a person of wisdom. I need to follow their direction. Lord, help us to live in such a way that they look at us and say, that is such a beautiful, beautiful person adorned with the wisdom of God in their lives. Lord, we pray we would trust you in all ways, knowing that you are good, that you love us, that your hand is on our life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Why don't you stand this morning? Let's close here with the song of worship as we finish our time. Today.